When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hello folks and welcome back to the Gallant Fury Rangers podcast. My name is Carl McDuff and this evening I'm delighted to be joined with a, by a very special guest. It's Martin Wall from the, the Kelly View podcast. Um, Martin, something a wee bit different here. I think you'll be the first ever Kilmarnock fan we've had in the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, well, a, a privilege. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, probably going to get dog's abuse from my fans, maybe. We'll see. Um, but no, it's a privilege to be on here and, and chat all things Kilmarnock. And obviously, um, you know, both ourselves and, and you uh, are in a good shape at the minute going into uh, tomorrow's game. So quite an exciting uh, game to come up to uh, tomorrow and talk about. Don't worry about the dog's abuse. I'm probably going to lose a lot of staunch points. But the, just the premise <laughs> behind this new idea, the listeners, obviously we've done the um, Europa League reaction draw with the West Ham, Brighton and the Liverpool fans um, on the one podcast. I've had good feedback so far. Let's um, try and take the blue tinted specs off and actually have a grown-up conversation about a game before they be one-sided. So you mentioned it there, uh, Martin. Um, obviously Rangers flying high. Um in the, in the title race, well, two points ahead of Celtic. Kilmarnock, fourth. Um, obviously, Hearts have um, created a wee bit of a gap um, in third place. But Kilmarnock, two points ahead of St Mern. Just looking at the league table, eight points ahead of Dundee there. So, again, gaps are creating in the league. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, the, the, well... We always look at like the games. Me and um, our co-host Neil, who who's not on tonight, but he, we talk about like points, and we look at the games as maybe three or four at a time, and think like, what can we get from that? And you know, the obviously we we split it for so Celtic away, Aberdeen at home, and then obviously yourselves at home. So for me, we were looking at a marker of four points would be a really good return, um, because as you, you know. <laughs> realistically on any other season you're probably looking at maybe p- possibly two defeats and that and sneaking a win against Aberdeen 
Um, but I mean, the way we're playing at the minute, you know, that's one defeat in 14 in all competitions, one in 12. Obviously, the defeat came uh, Ibrox uh, in the new year, where we didn't disgrace ourselves either. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, to be optimistic about. You know, we, we beat you already. Um, obviously, the, the, the win, uh, you know, way back on the you know the first game of the season, it, it's not really, you can't really compare that because I mean, one, I'm not going to mention his name on here because uh, I'm sure you don't want me to. But we, you know, we know we know what the story is at Rangers, and you know, it's a totally different kettle of fish playing Rangers these days. So. Um, you know, let's face it, Rangers are the form team at the minute in the league. And, um, you know, I would take tomorrow, you know, if we get a draw tomorrow, you know, I think uh, Kilmarnock fans would be very happy with that. It'd be good to get your take on um, both teams for your Kilmarnock point of view, both Rangers and Kilmarnock, um, starting with your own side. So who... I think I know the answer here. Who's who's the danger man? Who's who's going to be the the guys that you can, you know, if they're going to have a good game, they're going to take the game to Rangers. Yeah, well, obviously, as you said there, you know, Danny Armstrong, you know, it's just an obvious one. Um, he's he's not. He, we it was a bit of a flash in the pan really last season. We thought, oh, you know, what was going on here because he he couldn't even get in the championship. Um, didn't start the first couple of games, and then you know he basically kept us in the league last year. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Um, but then this season, he, you know, we thought, can he can he carry it on? And he, and he has, and he's actually got even better. Um, he's adding more creativity to his game. You know, his his end products um, in the final third is a lot better. But the, I think the best thing about it is the fact that we're not just relying on Danny Armstrong this season. And and I thought last season there was a bit of a period where there was that pressure on him and, and he dropped form for a couple of months. Um, so, yeah, Danny Armstrong's a, an obvious one. Um, and I think him and Tav are the, the most creative players in the league, uh, if I'm right in saying, this year as well. So, you know, it'll be an interesting match um, tomorrow between them. But the other one to probably look out for is Matty Kennedy. He is totally transformed, you know, for the player he was at Aberdeen. Um, and, you know, if Danny Armstrong is a player that you're maybe not going to be on his game, you can guarantee that, you know, someone like Marty Kennedy will be as well. So, How how do you see um, Kilmarnock attacking Rangers? And the, the reason that I ask that question is it'd be good to get your point of view on it. I always hear about how James Tavenier can be got at full back and cards on the table, Martin. I'm a Tav fanboy, so I'm a wee bit biased there. But so I'm I'm looking at Danny Armstrong and Matty Kennedy. Like, will their fullbacks be in trouble? Or I'm thinking about a Derek McInnes traditional team at Aberdeen, and he did like the odd long ball here and there. And the Rangers centre halves have been caught out with the basics quite a few times this season. That is quite a worry. What? How do you see Kilmarnock setting up in in that sense? Um. Usually, with Derek, he likes to switch things about. But I mean, this season he's been sticking to his guns a lot more, and and the same team that um, should have really beaten Aberdeen by five or six at the weekend, you know, started the game uh, away at Celtic the week before. So it would be no surprise if he sticks with that. Um, the only concern is that people like Liam Donnelly, who you know has really come into a game recently, um, he's a sort of player that's not going to play pretty football, but he's going to get in the faces of you know the players and, and just 
break up the play. So it'll be interesting to see if he keeps with him. But if he doesn't, then I can see maybe just one change and bring Watson back in. Uh, obviously, he, that, it's more his game where the opposition are going to have more of the ball. Um, and Watson's you know, going to just basically try and get in the faces and, and win possession and be that sort of box-to-box player. So I can see one change. But yeah, you, you know, I think we will. We like to get it quick you know, out the back. Sometimes we like to like probably play the longer ball more. Um, and get it out to our wide men, and that's probably our identity. Really, is is uh, being solid at the back. Uh, you know, basically sticking to the game plan this season and getting it out wide. And like you say, if Tavernier is sort of one that likes to burst forwards, you know, it, it could be somewhere where we try and you know pressure him and put him. Not you know, we need to really sort of. We need to put. We need to be on the counter. I think you know we're a bit, we're at home. We should be confident. Um, we can't let you come on to us. We need to press as well. And I think if you look back to the Celtic game at home, where the first half they totally dominated the ball, first half an hour got the goal, could have been two or three up. But then see second half when we came out, Kennedy and Armstrong were proper right up there, you know, into the faces of the Celtic. And I think that's what opposition players don't like with us this year is we we do. Do, do the high press really well uh, and as, as you've seen recently against Celtic if you've seen the highlights on that it's something that we did really well to to you know to stay in the game um, and obviously got our deserved result at the end which you lot are very happy about I know you're saying we've seen the highlights I'm pretty sure the majority of the listeners um, have watched that result all back um, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting point about the you know, that disciplined backline, and again, it's very Derek McInnes session. I think for me, the that's a big difference uh, Rangers have between now, have um, that we didn't have at the beginning of the season. We didn't quite have the creativity, and we were still reverting back to tight. Where if we weren't sure what we would, what what way forward, put out to the full batch, cross the ball in. So many teams in the SBFL. Um, are well suited to that. Um, they are, you know, they do the basics very, very well. Um, Rangers uh, under Clement, there's a bit more of an urgency in the attack. We can play through the lines a wee bit more. We like a shot for outside the the box as well. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we. I think Kilmarnock will frustrate Rangers um, early on uh, tomorrow, but I hope that they keep doing what they're doing. They don't just revert back to cross the ball in and let your centre half still work. Yeah, I think the boy, the boy that's got two goals for you in the last couple of games. I, I watched the 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 game against St Johnston where you you know won three 0 and a fantastic goal from um, the Andy, um, Andy, yeah. And then obviously similar position where quick feet got the shot away early on in the Hearts game. And yeah, I mean he's going to be one. I, I was thinking about that and thinking, God, you know, he's seemingly getting used to the league already now. Um, and yeah, he's going to probably going to be one that we need to watch tomorrow because. Um, like you say, we do need to just snuff out any long distance shots because, um, yeah, you know, you have got enough quality to hurt us in certain areas. And, you know, if you've got one or two players off your game, you've, you've probably got more players that can hurt us more than we have, maybe. And um, we've got good solid players, but I'd say our two wingers are the, the main ones. But I, I would, you know, Marley Watkins as well up front for us has been a revelation. Um, someone that I was wasn't really sure about when he signed, um, but for me, he runs the channels well, runs the lines well, won't give you any space or time. Uh, Vassell gets his critics in that recently, but he's had a really good game at the weekend and he'll put himself about as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, 
the, the thing is now with us is that we've got options on the bench. And, you know, you look at our bench when we last played you to what, you know, even just after Christmas there, to, to what we've got now. And, you know, to have Dave Watson on the bench, who, you know, really should be starting, but just the way the players are playing at the minute, the team sort of picks itself. Um, and, you know, there's no given rights for any player to start. So having Watson on the bench, knowing he can come on at any point and mix things up in the middle, you've got Van Veen, who, okay, he may not replicate last season's form but you know he's he's not it's not it's not as if he was doing that two or three years ago it was only a few months ago um he's got quality as well to come on and and you know mess up the sort of center hours and ruffle them up and he's got that bit of quality as well and then you've got greg stewart who obviously yourselves will know about and for me greg stewart is he's not got pace he's never really had pace but he's really good at linking in the play from midfield to the attack and and, that, and dropping deep and picking holes. Um, and he's shown signs of that already. I mean, at Celtic Park, when he came on, there was such a different spraying balls out wide. You know, I mean, that equaliser came from Greg Stewart, really, switching yeah. the play. Um, and that, that was all his vision. So, you know, you've got all that on the bench and that. So I'm pretty confident that we've got enough about us to really hurt Rangers and, and give yourselves a few questions. Um, but you know, realistically, you know, if you play to your maximum or you know, you play to your potential of what you're playing at the minute, um, you know, you really should beat us. Um, that's no, that's just the facts, you know, that's the way it is. But you know, there's there's certainly, you know, we won't lie down like like previously, we will give you a good game. Um, and you know, like I say, I'm quite looking forward to it. And you know, it could go what it could go one or two ways, really, this game. Um, but you know. Yeah, my question to you is, you know, would you do you find this game a lot harder now um, because of the pitch? Obviously, is a question. But do you find also, do you feel the the fact that we can cause you problems now, or is it just a case of the pitch? You know, I, I mean, that's a. I, I would <laughs> like to get your thoughts on the pitch, but I'll answer the the same part first. Um, before I come on in the pitch, um, my worry about tomorrow is. And this might be a wee bit of scar tissue for me where over the last few years, Rangers have started games really, really well. They maybe went one goal up, but as soon as it doesn't go to game plan, if they don't get the setting quickly or if another team goes one up or you know equalises, this group of players capitulate. Um, and I know there's a lot of the listeners will argue with me in the comments time and time again saying no but it's you know we've added in a lot of new players but we've seen even this season rangers do that um and they've not done that enough yet for it to not be a concern so i, I may be throwing a wee bit unfair worry towards philip clement because it has improved since uh, he came in but I think we need to do that for another month or a couple of months for me to say, right, okay, this is us now in a habit. We can, when we go through a sticky patch, we can get back into games. And I think Kilmarnock um, will be, uh, as you said, well well drilled, really good shape, um, but they'll fancy it doesn't they'll be moving the ball quickly forward until it hit us on the break. And we've, we've had a couple of howlers at the back over the last few months. That's probably where I think if Kilmarnock are going to come back into the game, it's if Rangers don't go two goals up fairly quickly. It's not even just going one goal up, but we've seen it at the weekend. Rangers got the second goal and then for then on in, they just looked much more comfortable, but they did. The question of the pitch, um, 
I, I'm very much of bad weather, the pitch, if it's the pitch is too big or too wee, if it's grass, if it's fucking red ash, whatever. Both teams need to play in it. Um, you know, it's it doesn't bother me the fact that Kilmarnock and Livingston use the option that they have. Like, yeah, I think personally, if we had a strong government body, they would put enough money into the into the game to make sure every team can have a grass um, without bankrupting them. Um, and so, for me, it's uh, the pitch shouldn't be a question. Rangers should just adapt to that. Um, if if you're a good enough team, you should be able to adapt to your environments. Again, I might be being a wee bit naive there, but what what's your thoughts on it as a as a Kilmarnock fan? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm not a fan of it. Like, and that's I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love the fact that it winds people up, but that's just <laughs> that's just like you know, that's just the side, you know. But and yeah, people will look at it and say, oh yeah, our home form, we kind of play on grass, this that and everything. But I mean, nah, I mean, this year we've been really good away from home and been unlucky not to win games, and we've drawn a lot more. Um, I think, I think the, um, I think, yeah, we train on it, and I suppose there's that argument of yeah, we get to train on it and and we get used to the the pitch and whatnot. Okay, but, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to see the grass come back. I think it's not next season, the season after when we get our new training complex and that. So, you know, when we start beating you on grass, there's no complaints in my eyes. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's... Um... Do you think it's a level up? But... <sighs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Time will tell. <laughs> Proper politicians answer there. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I'm not going to get into that. But what what makes the only, the only thing I will say right on it is it's it's one of them where we've lost against you, we've won against you. So it's the it's the it's the adage, you know. That's you only have, I mean, Rangers have done it, Celtic have done it, other teams have done it. Everyone moans about it. Neil Warnock was moaning about the weekend. I mean, honest to God, Neil Warnock's he's just on a, a jolly. Uh, he's he's, he's loving. I couldn't give a toss, like, but I mean, for me, when you beat us, you don't hear the noise about the pitch. Um, you know, you, you get really bad injuries where people are out for ten months on a grass pitch, but then if it happens on a, you know, a plastic pitch, you know, it's it's in the main news. Um, it's just one of them. But, I mean, you don't, you don't have to look at Celtic; they pumped us nine-one last year on in two games. Uh, this year we've beaten them twice, and Brendan Rodgers is crying about it about the plastic pitch. But you know he's got the same group of players pretty much. So 
it's just what it is, isn't it? You know, and um, like I say, time will tell when we get the grass pitch back. Um, you know, that's that's when we can have a chat about that then. Another another talking point I wanted to ask you on. Um, I think we don't always agree in this podcast, but um, it's quite surprising. Most of us were quite surprised slash disappointed to see Lewis Mayo go in the summer. I know um, I've done a lot of coverage and a lot of work on the on the B team over the last few years, and I really like to look at Lewis Mayo. Um, looks as if he's went to command or settled in quite well. Um, he looks. Biggest compliment um, I could give him was he looked like the player I hoped, hoped he was really turn into. Um, how how do you find his performances this season? Ask any commander fan, he's phenomenal. He's, he's, I mean, he's between him and Watkins for signing of the season, but I mean, he just, for me, for Mayo, right, he'll have an outstanding game, but then every other game will be a 7 out of 10. You know, he doesn't drop below a 7. Um, I think that's a credit to him. You know, at a young age, he's, he's he's good on the ball. Um, he can play with the ball. He can he can link in. He can play out wide. He can play through the centre. He's got pace. You know, his recovery is great. He's got all the attributes for, to be a really good defender and, and go even further. And I think um, he won't last at Kilmarnock. I think a bigger club will snap him up. Um, he's he's a he's a great signing, and we've already recovered, recouped the money that we've paid on him, and and he's worth a lot more now. So, um, it was one of those where we had him on loan last year, and he he, he even stood out at times. He struggled at the start, um, because he's obviously not play, played at that level. He played at Championship on loan at like Dunfermline and Partick, um, but you know he he grew into the team and became a, a standout player, and um. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's, when we signed him this year, I mean, he's just gone on leaps and bounds and he's just, yeah, he's just, he's, he's got proper passion for the, the, the club as well. And I'm just buzzed, buzzing that we've got him really. I mean, he's, a, he's, you know, plays week in, week out, um, committed to the cause. And, you know, um, it's probably going to be one of those where the Rangers will be gutted to have seen him gone, really. But I know, I I think it might have just been that Leon King was edged ahead of him. Um, cause if you look at the Rangers centre back options, obviously we've got um ninety four year old Leon Balligan um, back this season. Uh, we've got Connor Golson who's yet another side of thirty, and then John Sutton and Ben Davis. At the beginning of the season they were probably a bit part. Then Leon King is the fifth choice. Um, with the view of Leon King will grow into one of the main centre half. So I don't know if Rangers were just looking between King one or the other, but I thought that was a bit short sighted. I thought. Uh, I hope Rangers maybe put even some sort of buyback clause in Mayo or like a, a percentage sell on because again, I, I don't think there was too much between him and King. I think King's better on the ball, but I think you know what always struck me with Lewis Mayo was how well he reads, he reads the game for a young defender. Um, and no, I thought I'm, I'm no really surprised that he's really settled in well. Yeah, no, he's, um, I mean, it just. It, you know, he doesn't have a bad game. I can't remember him having a bad game this year. That's a credit to himself. He just, he just does. And it sounds daft, really, but he just does the simple things, but does it really well. Um, and that's sometimes what you want from your defender. And then if he can do more than that, then great. But his link-up play with Armstrong at times, you know, he'll play out wide, or sometimes he'll switch and play in the center of the free if we're playing the back free. So he, he's very flexible as well. And I mean, there's talk. I mean. Derek McInnes is drumming him up for you know, the Scotland squad, and you know he's that's his aim. And he's you know there's an interview there, and he is 
keen to push for that. So he has got his targets as well. And that's what McInnes is really good at. And that's what the difference is with the squad this year, really, is that he's um, he's, he's bringing players out from the dead. He's, 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 his man management for Derek McInnes has been superb this year. There's players that have been on the fringes that have come in, you know, and, and he's he's got a lot of trust in his players. And, and yeah, the, the sort of morale in the team is great. And I think that's the... The massive factor and it's probably similar to like early on in the season with yourself where the discontent and the disconnect from fans and the manager and not there's no trust whereas we didn't really have that last year either uh, we knew that maybe McInnes could do the job I, I don't know what your thoughts were with your old manager but um let's face it, it was you know he's he's not exactly uh he's he's not he's he's an undercover agent nowadays this guy so um <laughs> uh honestly i couldn't believe you know it what it absolutely breaks my heart because if one of the first big interviews this podcast got was with michael veal when he was aston villa manager and you know it was a cracking interview it came across so well so when he came back as rangers manager i'm like yes i've interviewed a rangers manager and it turns out <laughs> It's done to it the way it's done to it. So uh, it's, uh, it's not it's not it's not good. But you know, um yeah, I mean just going back to my point though, that you had a real really bad connection, it was getting really toxic and that. And I, I read an interview today with uh, Jack Botland and that and it was a really good interview and I obviously from an English perspective I like Botland. I think he's a really good keeper, I think he's the best in the league. Um I was quite surprised that he came up here, no disrespect, but you know, I thought he was able to get to stay down in, in England and, and he should be playing for a, a Premier League club. I'm just surprised that he, he wasn't. But I mean, you know, why not come and play for you and play in Europe? And look, you know, he's getting recognition now for a, an England call up. So fair play to him. I know. I'll, I'll be honest, I was surprised when we got him as well. Um, but, you know, I'm delighted to see that um, how he's turned out. So just on McInnes and um, probably touching him with, as a last point. I'm I'm not surprised how well he's doing it at Kilmarnock and um he's a strange one. Um, obviously he got offered the Rangers job a few year, year ago and I think you, you can never tell how it turns out, but I think looking at him now, um and who we've got, I think I think it's fair to say Clement's got a much much more stronger experience in terms of what Rangers are needing. Um but McKinnis, I don't think he done that bad a job at Aberdeen, seeing, considering he was hounded out. But again, I, I think Aberdeen are stuck in the 80s and they forget where they are at times. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think McKinnis is a solid manager for like pushing for for third place. Um, I can, And I think you can see that trajectory. Uh, on, do you think he's going to be there as a long-term manager? Yeah, at first I was a bit unsure, but then he was given the three-and-a-half-year deal when we were playing crap and the board obviously really trusted him like last year and he sort of questioned it really and thought it's a bit of a weird one because we could go down there and um he was just the thing i like about mckinnis is and obviously i know a few people within the club as well is you know speaking to how he is and what you get with mckinnis we're gonna like on in the media and that whether people like him or don't like him but in terms of his personality you know he's straight down the middle honest as you'll get like um he's he's like that as a person as well he's there's no fate there's no second face it's that's what you get and uh, i think you, you sometimes find like um you don't get that with a lot of managers um you, you know i i've heard about like into i mean i you know i watch all the sort of stuff from other clubs and that and just going you know on yourself and that and when 
uh, Clement came in. You know, you, you see players obviously get a buzz on that, and that's just down to man management. And half of the, that's half the battle to to be successful because if you've got a team that's pulling together in the right direction, uh, the results will follow through. And you know, like like yourself, it, it's happened, and and that's what's happened with us. You know, as I've just touched on before, with with us, we've got players that we're we're looking out the door, and all of a sudden they're like them. The mainstay in the team uh, and it's all down to giving them confidence some need to kick up the backside some need a word a gentle word and say look you, you know you can do this you, you're good enough um, and others just need to realize that there is a team there and there's good players there in the building and you know I mean last year there was there was too much um, hit and miss with that there was too many rumors flying about there was uncertainty with players the team was swapping every week and whereas this year it's like the team sort of picks itself at times you know and that, that's a difference like McInnes deserves a lot of credit for that and he's definitely in it for the long haul I think um I think we're lucky to have him if I'm honest I mean you know Aberdeen must I mean there's a lot of Aberdeen fans will be like no we've he, he ran his course and that but what you're quite happy to be scrapping down in the bottom six you know um no European competition next year possible relegation you know I'd know where I'd want um they've had three managers since sacking McInnes it's um yeah it's quite a you know, for a big club as well, you know, we're just grateful that we've got someone like McInnes because, um, you know, I, I don't think we would have got out of the championship, if I'm honest, um, because he just about scraped it. Um, um, and I think that's just down to his experience. You don't manage over 700 games for nothing. He knows the league inside out. He knows how to get the best out of his players. Okay, a lot of people will say the signings we've signed, the sort of players that have been around the business and the, the leagues, but that's because he knows that he can trust them. Um, and I think, you know, McInnes is good at what he does. Yes, and again, bringing it back to tomorrow, I think he, McInnes has got a lot of good results against Rangers over the last few years. Uh, more, he's had more better results against Rangers than he has uh, against Celtic um, for for Kermanock and Aberdeen. Um, and again, I think he's he is very aware of how he get get points out of different challenges in this league um, and I'm afraid it's uh, cost Rangers a couple of times and he, he will set up um, knowing how to frustrate Rangers tomorrow um, so it kind of brings me on my, my last point then so what's um, what's your prediction for tomorrow then Martin? Yeah like I said I'm confident um, I'm wary of Rangers um, dangers and, and the form they're on at the minute and like I say, it wouldn't surprise me if we won 1-0 or it wouldn't surprise me if Rangers came and, and scored three past us. It's, it's one of them, isn't it? But um, I, I, I think that um, we'll get a one-all draw. I'm pretty confident that we can cause problems. And um, yeah, I think I don't think we'll win, but I think a draw um, is, is definitely on the cards tomorrow. Uh, um, I put on a live stream on Sunday. I predicted two one, and again, I think you you hit the nail on the head there. Um, earlier in the pod, when you said if Rangers played their potential, then they should be winning the order. Um, again, it's it's a Scottish in me just thinking what happens when they get frustrated, and um, and I think they will. So hopefully, that's just another hurdle that Clement overcomes and just makes for a Rangers point of view the team much more confident going into the running. Um, but I think we both agree it'll be a it'll be a decent game. Tragically, no entirely. Yeah, I know. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? I'm all for giving other teams a chance, and I'm probably shouting the advocate for that in the past. But 
do it on a night when you've not got the Edinburgh derby and you've got some like come on at Rangers. You know, that's just for me. It's just a bit daft. I mean, it's yeah, that's <laughs> uh, play it, play it when there's no big games. You know, but that's just a daft decision. But you know what? It is what it is, and um, yeah. It's uh, I'll be there, so I'll be enjoying it. But what I will say is, um, I think you know, obviously, I'm confident we'll finish fourth. I think we'll beat Aberdeen and, and at least get to the semi finals anyway in the cup. Um, but what I will say is, if you beat us tomorrow or get a positive result, and you know, and whatever, I, I personally think that with the games left, I know we've got the split and that, but you haven't got to come back to us, whereas Celtic will have. Because um, they've only played us once away in the league, um, so I think you, if you get that positive result tomorrow for yourselves, that'll be one in the bag for you, and it'll be your toughest away game, um, probably go you know for the rest of the season, apart from probably Celtic. I don't, you've obviously got to play them, but that's always you know outside the South, the Celtic game. You know this will be the toughest game for you, I think, and if you get past that hurdle, um, you sort of it's a it's a good advantage for you guys. Definitely, and it would be the most Rangers thing in the world to <laughs> to to win the morning and then get scudded three nothing off Motherwell on Saturday. Um, <laughs> but here's what I'm wrong with that. But Martin, it's been an absolute pleasure um, talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Where can the the listeners find you? Yeah, so it's the KFC View. Uh, we always record every Sunday. It's always out. Um, so. Um, Probably just tune in when we've beaten Celtic. You'll enjoy that. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we'll look forward to the post split fixture then. And I'm sure your your views will, will jump up. Uh, we, um, we're playing our listeners for Glasgow, but no, it's a pleasure speaking to you, mate. No worries. Much appreciated. Take care. Yep. And thank you all for listening. Again, um, first time we've done a podcast like this. Let us know uh, in the comments what you think. If I've lost staunch points, Fuck you, don't listen. Um, I only kid, only kid. But thank you. Here's hoping we're back in Thursday to talk about a Rangers win. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 